0: Now, the government hopes to supplement the housing market by allowing council tenants to rent rooms in their houses for up to €14,000 a year tax-free. Will it work? Would it only be a drop in the ocean? Well, I'm joined by Connorski, and Sunday Independent columnist, architect and planner, and Senator Mary Fitzpatrick, Fianna Fáil spokesperson on housing. Good morning and welcome to you both. Uh, Mary, we'll go to you first. Uh, Where did this idea come from?
1: Hi Pat. Good morning, and good morning Connor. Yeah, Pat. This is, I suppose, it's not a new idea. Uh, the rent room scheme has been in place for quite a while. It is part of, obviously, the 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 bigger housing plan. You know, the the, the emphasis is on obviously increasing supply and affordability and housing for all. Aims to deliver three hundred thousand. Additional new homes, but the 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 piece that is being reported on today, I think, is the updating of the scheme to now allow social housing tenants, if they have a, a spare room in their uh, in their tenancy, to rent out that room, and also recipients of medical cards uh, have now, from May first, they can rent out a room and their medical card. Um, will will not be affected. And I suppose that's in addition to people who are already in receipt of social welfare payments. uh, They can also rent... Okay, so so let me
0: get this straight. Your idea would include, for example, someone who's living on social welfare in a house provided by the council at fairly modest rents, Mm -hmm. making 14 grand a year on an asset that's owned by the council and maybe that would be far in excess of the rent that's being demanded by the council, there'd be a tidy little profit made by the tenant on an asset that's owned by the taxpayer.
1: That's your well, idea. The rent, well, no, it's part of the idea. And, and just to clarify past the... Each local authority operates its own rental scheme. So in Dublin City Council, the largest local authority in the country, for example, they operate a differential rent whereby people yeah, pay rent. But we, based we know on what
0: the maximum if, is and it's nowhere near uh, 14 grand a year.
1: It's it's 400 a week in Dublin City, for example. And uh, then what will happen now that the government has signaled this change, the government or the Department of Housing, more accurately, is working with the local authorities to actually agree how that will impact their differential rent schemes. So each local authority does operate independently, and it is for them to set not only their scheme of allocations, but also their rental okay. schemes. Now,
0: here's the, the other question. I'm, I'm raising questions that have been raised by listeners and so on. And the, the, the question of if someone is in a house that has rooms to let, then they're, as a local authority tenant, they're in a house that's too big for them. And perhaps that should be vacated. A, a smaller house provided to the person and then a family gets to move you know a, a family who are currently living a, in a hotel room for example get to live in a house that yeah, might make question. more I sense think,
1: well well, i think i think it's a fair question i suppose what maybe your listener isn't aware of is, is that the local authorities are actively managing their housing stock so that they do manage it efficiently i suppose The fact is that the local authorities are pursuing a right sizing program. But to achieve that, they need to increase the supply of smaller size accommodation, one Mm and two bedroom um, homes. And and they are actively pursuing that under housing for all. There's a target of 10,000 new social homes to be built each year for the next 10 years uh, to increase the social housing stock. And included in that is a significant proportion of homes that would allow for right sizing smaller units, units, homes that have one and two bedrooms and also um, what are you know homes more suitable for senior citizens Mm. Um, and Dublin City Council has done a number of those developments already and Dublin City Council operate a really good financial contribution scheme where even local authority tenants who may have bought their home from the local authority 10 years ago 20 years ago they can sell that back to the local authority and then that you know, three-bedroom home becomes available for the local authority to allocate to a family. And the person who now is a senior citizen and only requires one, maybe two bedrooms, depending on their their family makeup, they can move into um, right-sized, purpose-built senior citizen accommodation. So, look, the local authorities are actively managing this. They are trying to maximise... But but if if um, they
0: were trying to do that and were successful in it, then there wouldn't be much um, extra accommodation provided by this scheme.
1: Because, you know, people would be right
0: sized and therefore families would get into the accommodation, local authority accommodation that was big enough for families and um, single people or small family units like a a couple, for example, who are now living alone, having raised their children, uh, they would move into smaller accommodation.
1: Yeah, I think I think there's two points I'd make to that, Pat. Uh, one is is that it's probably less than ten percent of the overall local authority housing stock that isn't currently right sized. So, uh, you know, ninety percent of the local authority homes are right sized uh, for the occupants. Mm. Now, what about
0: people like- who decide it's a nice little earner, uh, so therefore I'll uh, shove the children all into one room and rent out the spare for fourteen grand.
1: Well that's down to a tenancy management issue again with the local authority and, and the local authorities do actively um, manage their tenancies so where a local authority tenant is going to rent out a room they will obviously have to advise the local authority of that. There will be an approval process there okay. and the local authority is not going to give permission uh, you know no responsible local authority housing manager is going to give permission to a tenant to overcrowd the existing tenancies to make um, money out of uh, you know a a room.
0: Uh, some of the comments, uh, if a council house occupant can free up a room in the house for rent, surely they need to downsize and free up their larger home for a more deserving homeless family. That's a point we made earlier. Regarding the council house landlords, I find it insane. So it could mean that someone... They're not
1: landlords, actually. I do think it's an important distinction. Anybody renting out their room is not a landlord. What are they? Uh, rent, well, they, they rent out their room under a licence. So they're not a registered landlord with the OTP. whether they're a social housing No, but they are um, a landlord, I'm I mean,
0: you, you can be an RTB landlord and you can be a freelance landlord. As we know, many landlords, private landlords, aren't registered with the RTB. They're well, still it's landlords.
1: Against the law. It's, it's, well, it, well, it's actually against the law to operate as a landlord and not be registered with the RTB. Okay. Whereas so you can rent out a room you in just your let home, me, but you have to live you, in that home. I'll finish and, the, the, the comments
0: Regarding the council house landlords, I find it insane, says this texture. So it could mean someone, let's take a single person in social housing who doesn't work, will end up, quote, earning 25 including the 14k tax-free without ever doing a day's work? I,
1: I don't know where they're getting the 25k. Where are they getting that from? I presume the Dole. Uh, I, I, I...
0: You know, 10, 10k or 12k on the Dole plus 14k, 25k without actually doing a day's work. What do you say to that? Because th- that's going to be a fairly prevalent attitude to the scheme, I would suspect.
1: I think that first of all as I said it'll be less than 10% of social housing tenants um, that are going to be in a position to do this Where the, and it will have to be approved by the local authority where the local authority engages with the current tenant I do think that in the first instance the local authority will seek to right size that tenant now, so that uh, if there is Again, a, a, just
0: uh, Mary to, to give you the temperature of what's coming in social housing allowed 14k tax free for renting a room getting social welfare payments medical cards OM absolutely no way. If their house is to be, let them downsize and let in a family that needs it. I am furious.
1: And that's what the local authority would do. The local authority would look to right size any property or any mm-hmm. tenants who are in a position to uh, rent out okay. a room.
0: Now, um, Connor Skeen is listening to this conversation. Uh, Connor, what do you make of this scheme?
2: I think that uh, at the big picture, It is fantastic to see the debate move on from giving more money to builders to build more houses. I'm delighted to see the debate at least beginning to talk about managing our existing housing stock. I think that the, uh, the issues around people who are in receipt of any type of, of uh, benefits from the state will always be emotional, it will always be, be very hard to swallow for somebody who, as somebody once said, gets up early in the morning and goes to work and all that kind of stuff. That that kind of uh, easy set of, of uh, tropes are very easy to stimulate and make emotional. The core thing here is we're starting to address the issue of uh, the management of housing stock. I think we've heard extremely eloquent descriptions of how detailed and sophisticated that already is. Uh, but the main thing is for this to start to get debated. Maybe it'll be uh, a future piece of work to change the amount of money. But the thing in principle is that we are freeing up housing stock, particularly in areas that are likely to contribute to people ending up on emergency lists. Anything at all that can, that can be done to encourage people to stay and live but, in the area they're <laughs> from.
0: Here's the, the issue from Dave. Are you trying to wind me up today? This idea to allow council tenants sublet and make thousands tax-free is infuriating. It makes me think, why do I bother working
2: at all? Exactly, exactly. And that is that is the hot button. It is so easy to press. I would rather live in a country that errs on the side of generosity than see what happened disastrously under the British uh, poll tax regime where people were trying to force downsizing by punitive taxes. I would rather live in a country that errs on the side of generosity to so- solve problems.
0: Um, you know, some people are scandalised by the fact that there are people who are who make uh, their life's work not to work, uh, and it can be intergenerational. We know the reasons why: lack of education uh, and so on and so forth. But it does become an irritant to people who have a different set of circumstances may be very hard pressed to to do the commute and get the kids into the school and the crash and all the rest of it at uh, this great old country we give free houses dole and now tax-free rent meanwhile i work my backside off and pay more than half my income in tax while getting sfa back in services yeah so the idea uh, you're saying it's nice to be a generous country and you see the reaction to You know, international refugees, uh, asylum seekers, uh, Ukrainians and so on, which was very generous uh, in in regard to Ukrainians. Certainly, I'm I'm not sure we're not a bit ambivalent about uh, Mm. others coming from different parts of the world. But there comes a
2: tipping point. There does. And the whole business about politics is the art of the possible, as it was once said. I was in Phil Hogan's office once when he was minister and we were talking about this issue of where the balance lies. And he looked out the window behind me and there was a bus going by and he says something along the following lines. See the guy driving that bus out there. He's been up at five o'clock this morning, he said, to go to work, to do a hard day's work, get abused all day long and not get a great wage. And he's living beside somebody who's doing none of those things. I've got to think of it on both sides of that, that that door and it's a matter of balance so you're absolutely right and your listeners are absolutely right to be enraged and to give that feedback into the system it is all about balance there's no doubt about that but at least we're moving in the right direction
0: um does mary Fitzpatrick does this not smack a bit of desperation you've tried everything else given money to developers uh, all sorts of uh, scams and schemes and um here we are
1: No, I think, as Connor says, um, this is just a a, a further evolution and it shows how progressive uh, Housing for All is. We've moved beyond um, just, you know, obviously building and increasing supply is incredibly important. Increasing affordability of homes is incredibly important. And in the first year of Housing for All, we already, uh, you know, there was already 30,000 homes delivered uh, in the first quarter of this year. There was 7,000 homes uh, completed. It, it, it's not just about, I mean, Housing for All is using basically every tool available. It's about maximizing the resources, using the resources efficiently. It's, it's in addition to all of the um, new build activations, but also the reusing of the existing properties, mm-hmm. the vacant home grants, the derelict home grants. And this isn't a solution for everyone, but it will be a solution for some students, for example, people who maybe are, are commuting for work, maybe working in, in the city three days a week or something like that. They don't need to have, you know, a, a, a permanent home in, in a location. They travel for work. Um, it won't it won't suit everyone. It will only work where you. Um, you know, it's somebody is renting a room in a property that they're already living in themselves um, and it will meet some need in and of itself. Is it the solution? Nobody thinks it is. Of course, it's not. But it is about using the built housing stock stuff. Yeah. But we have none of this is subject
0: to the RTB, isn't that right? It, it will be down to the property managers and the local authority to run this.
1: The, 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 the local authority housing managers already manage the tenancies. That's what they do. No, they but manage. now
0: they're going to have an o- another job, which is to check that there aren't four students in the back bedroom.
1: Well, the local authority housing managers are already managing uh, their tenancies mm. and managing the, the, the rents that are being uh, no, collected. I mean, it's a differential rent Conor, already, the, so the, circumstances
0: change. The, the question of using the existing housing stock or possible uh, accommodation stock, you and I have talked about this before. I mean, have they really done enough to get the the, the room over the shop opened up to habitation? Because I don't think they have. I think it's still cumbersome and tedious and difficult and almost impossible in terms of permissions?
2: Well, as I've told you before about living over the shop internationally is called LOTS, L-O-T-S. And uh, the reason it's got a name internationally is everybody tries it and everybody finds it's much harder than it appears to be for things to do with insurance and safety and all all kinds of stuff. So, yes, I I think that what's great about today's debate, and thanks very much for having it, is broadening the scope out to talk about managing housing stock. Mary has already talked about it. So, for instance, there's about 300,000 houses or units in this country that are only lived in by one person so anything at all we can do to increase that if we got 10% of those every year if we got if we got 30,000 units being better utilized every year sure that's a whole years housing stock and uh, there's huge yeah. rewards to be got for very small But money.
0: So, some of the things you know joined up thinking for example uh, you know lots of people want to downsize and they'd like to live in apartments as they get older and their kids are raised and so on and they look around and they find there's nothing for sale it's all for rent so whatever little pension nest egg they have They don't want to see it depleted, depending on how long they live, paying to a landlord and those rents will inevitably go up with inflation and so on. But the government has allowed the the bulk of new apartment blocks, certainly in the Dublin City area, to be rental only. So who's going to downsize to that? They will stay in their huge houses, even though they're rattling around in them
2: because they have no alternative. Well, I met a builder about a year ago and uh, he told me he discovered this incredible niche market that he didn't want to tell anybody about which is building for exactly what you were describing there and he said it's a particular type of unit. It's quite small, only maybe two bedrooms, but a huge garden because they love the gardening and people want to age in place and that does not necessarily mean as you say, rattling around the same old house but they want to go to the same village, same church, same chemist, preferably living on the same estate and there's a huge market there for that if we recognise it both Officially and commercially. All right. Uh, some more of the text coming in. People who
0: never work a day in their lives, making more than the starting salary of a gardener or a nurse who's had to buy their house way outside the city and commute to work every day. An absolute disgrace. Uh, there will be opposition, of course, but overall it will help a lot of people to have the dignity of having a home, even if it's a house share. That's from Marty. How about you balance it by not giving more to the people already getting everything for free? Um, Once again, the government sends the message that those of us who work and pay our way are complete mugs. and, and so on and so forth. It, it, it's all along the same lines. Uh, this idea of moral hazard, which you've identified, is certainly one that's hitting home with our listeners.
2: Yeah. And moral hazard is soluble in debate when the debate gets filled with more facts. So it's very easy to make black and white punch and Judy statements without drilling into it. So, for instance, when we're talking about people uh, who are the, gar- the classic garden nurse, we must also remember that the people we're trying to help are also parts of a community. So, if you're trying to keep the community of Ring's End or the community of North Mon together, you have to make sure that you understand that you need to subsidise those communities taken as a whole to encourage people to continue to be able to live and rent in those areas. Yeah, I mean, I think
0: this could be a, a great boon to a family who are struggling. For example, they can squeeze someone into the back bedroom by maybe or reorganising themselves. They can get a kid to college using this money. Uh, so th- th- there's lots of positives there. On the other hand, the caricature will be uh, the guy who doesn't work um, is you know got the hap and the so yeah, on or whatever yeah. or well the, a tenancy it would be a social a council tenancy and then is using the 14 grand to go down to the boozer every
2: night. Could be or there's there's ups and downs. The other thing is a couple who are there lonely at the moment there's a new piece of life in them they get a few more years in that house and there's a burden avoided for the state in terms of care for them as elderly people. Yeah.
0: Lots of positives, lots, and of, lots positives. of negatives. Yeah. All right. Connor, thank you very much for joining us. Connor Skeen, Sunday Independent Columnist, Architect and Planner, and Senator Mary Fitzpatrick, Finafold, spokesperson on housing. The
2: Pat
1: Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. On News Talk.